This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Thursday, 29 February, Year of Alert 2024. Very special show today. I want to go immediately to uh, Sabin Howard. We got Bill Gertz, Ben Harnwell, others on deck. A lot to go through. Obviously, a day of explosive news. But I want to go to Sabin Howard, who joins us from the United Kingdom uh, in the continual process of getting this incredible uh, monument, the World War One monument, ready to uh, to actually be unveiled here in the United States. Sabin, can you just take it, walk us through where you are, what are you guys working on, uh, and how's it going? Uh, we are rocking it here. I'm taking the show today into uh, upper consciousness levels with the art world here. And uh, I'm in the UK at the Foundry right now. I'm gonna take the computer in a second, and I'm gonna walk down the line so you can see what we're gonna deliver on September 13th of this year. Uh, this is a one of, we have never ever seen in history, a sculpture that shows what happens when soldiers leave home, enter into conflict and come home. And so this is the soldier's journey. It is a 60 foot long bronze wall that is meant to celebrate the United States of America and specifically the veterans historically that have served from World War One till present day. So let me give you a show. You guys are the first to see this globally. I am in the foundry where we have been working on this thing since almost 2021. And let's go for a ride, guys. So I'm gonna walk down the line. I'm about halfway and we're gonna start at the beginning so you can see what's been going on. Super dramatic, lot of action, not a boring sculpture. And that was the mission, make something that excites people. Let's start first scene right here. It's the dad saying goodbye to his daughter and she hands him the helmet. The mom stands behind the next scene. The mom holds the dad, holds that arm. And on the other side are the soldiers that link with him and pull him forward into the Brotherhood of Arms. He gets called forward. Now look at this. These are real uniforms that we use with the models. We sculpted them. We even found photographs from some of the soldiers' families in those pockets. It's a black soldier with a French helmet. Everything is historical, correct rifles. And now we're going to jump across to the battle scene. Battle scenes is incredibly kinetic. Look at this. Next figure is charging full tilt. Let's have a look. So what I tried to do is something that's really visceral. 
shows the human drama of what battle is. These figures are slightly over life size. They were all done from life. And you're looking at around six to 700 hours of modeling in the studio. And then it comes to a foundry where they're chopped apart and sculpted in bronze. It's a real process. I'm gonna look down to Pike now. Look at this, how long this thing is. Uh, okay. Hey, Saban, for our, our radio for our radio and podcast audience, I just want to describe, we're seeing the actual end result of, of your sculpture. Why did we have to, why are you doing this from England? Explain to our audience why well, you're in the United Kingdom right now. We're not doing this in Camden, New Jersey. I really, really wish that I could have done it in the U.S. I spent four months, I traveled all over the U.S., uh, I visited all these foundries. And it's a shame, but we we don't have the craftsmanship anymore in our country. So you need to have more creativity when you approach a project of this magnitude. Uh, I think we cast this, what, Tom, how many, 400 parts? 450 parts are cast because you can't take these figures and just, you know, go through a process where it's a figure. Each figure is approximately six to eight cuts. And so I went to these foundries and, it, it, and they, they were like cookie cutter in terms of how they're going to go through the process. And you can't do that when you have something that has to be done at such a high level aesthetically. So I, tra I traveled the globe and I ended up in the UK and um, I don't want to see this continue. I want to see foundries in the United States. I, I want to see our country and the world reach its potential. That's what the sculpture's about. So that's why I had to come here. It had the aesthetics, it had the craftsmanship and the manpower to do it. And um, the process has been, you know, I'm sculpting in the studio and it's on a revolver belt where they're casting it, it here in the UK. So we hit our deadline and we'll ship it back uh, this summer and install it in August. and. Uh, by September 13th, we'll be ready to show it to the people. I just want to make sure we have the understanding the scale here. When you said each, how many individual figures are actually in the monument? How many individual figures do you, have you sculpted? Right. 38 figures. Um, the, 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 the figures are ranging from six foot six to seven foot two. Um, they are larger than the, uh, relief itself, they break the plane. Uh, when I went through a lot of these processes of getting this through Washington, D.C., um, the agencies that are government approval that you need to get green lighted to proceed forward, um, the objective was to minimize the potential of what could be um, in, a, in a human figurative sculpture. So they tried to make it as small as possible, and I refused. I drew a line in the sand and said, you cannot make the figure smaller than six foot six because when you put something outside, it's gonna diminish in scale. And that's not the way we wanna present our soldiers to the world. So uh, 38 figures requires a tremendous amount, a, a tremendous amount of like um, manual labor. This is 18 feet, this image that you're looking at right now. That is um, the home front scene. And then you move into the battle scene next. Um, 
Now this has to get attached to a granite pedestal. So an engineering system has been created as well to, uh, to attach that to the stone. Because remember, bronze outlives all of us. It's, it's immortal, it's forever. Let, let, let me let me go back to the to figure. So you have thirty eight figures. They average in size from six feet tall to seven foot seven feet two inches. And the reason is is to when they're outside to make them look at human scale. Yeah. You said that in the process of doing this, that each one I think you average six to eight cuts. What right. does that mean when you say each figure averages six to eight cuts? Explain to the audience what that is. Look at this figure behind me. All right, so. It, you, when you get this to the shop, it's in clay. You make a mold of it all, but then you cut the wax. So we would cut like the head off, we cut this off. Then we might, let me bring the camera down a little bit. Cut the hand off, cut the gun here, cut the gun here. And then the leg, the leg is cut here. The other leg is cut there. So what do we got already? One, two, three core, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten cuts on this figure alone. That all then gets cast. It's quarter inch thick in bronze, and then it has to get reassembled. Each figure then has to be mounted properly with its surrounding partners on each side. See this? Everything is notched together. The tolerance for spacing is about a quarter of an inch sometimes and less. So you're looking at one sculpture made up of many pieces. It goes back to the idea of unity, unity of the universe an order, this is not chaos, this is not alienation. There's only one figure that doesn't interact with the figures that are next to it. And that's the shell-shocked figure. Let's take you over there. I think this is important to show because the shell-shocked figure is the dad and he's a representation of the change of World War One. I'm gonna flip around. So behind me is the shell-shocked figure I used an army ranger for the portrait of the head. And that confusion on his face is not only from being shell-shocked, but it's also the change that happened in, on the globe in terms of how we saw the world. It's a gassed soldier with a nurse. And on the ground, we have helmets that show the soldiers that are no longer with us, that are lost, that were never brought back. And well, what on, I tried on, on the process, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What I, what I tried to do, I want you to see this. This is a dying soldier. It's taken from an idea of a pieta in... Um, an Italian concept of the dying Christ. But this is humanity. The, the, the highest head there is a Marine who served for 23 years, 
saw combat in Iraq. That's an actual portrait of a soldier. And so I brought the reality of what does it mean to be a soldier and put it in a bronze. So this will outlive, it, outlive him and all of us. I'm coming around to you. Go ahead, Steve. I'm with you. Just, just for the audience, in the process of actually making these figures as we see today, how much time has it taken for each? You have the 38 figures. How much time is it actually taking, taken for the crew in England to actually cast each of the figures? What are we looking at? I'm look, talking to a foundry guy here. We're talking three to four months per figure uh, to cast it. And then you're looking at an assembly process on top of that. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're not, you're not, gonna, look, it, I, I, you're not gonna see this anywhere else. It, but it, we're putting it, yeah. As you, yeah. As you, as the artist and the creator here, as you've seen it now, starting to come together in the, you know, in the, in the, you know, the dimensions that you have it and the scale that you have it. Is it, is it what you hope to have? I know we haven't installed it. We have all the process yet to go, but as you now see it manifest itself, is it? Do you think you've accomplished what you set out artistically to accomplish? You're gonna laugh when I tell you this. <laughs> I'm a little shocked to tell you the truth because it's uh, it looks very, very um, Italian Renaissance to me, uh, but it has a real modern contemporary flavor to it. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I started making art when I was 19 years old. I, I started zero, freaking donut, couldn't draw at all, zero, zero. My, uh, my, ex, my ex-girlfriend said, I can draw better than you. And so I came from zero in terms of artistic talent. And my, my dream was, let's put Renaissance art back on the map. And I was very naive. This is back in 82. And I'm actually shocked um, to, to see this. Uh, but being who I am, I want to continue doing this. So this is the first of, of, of many other pieces. I want to do another piece as big that celebrates our potential as human beings in this country. How much longer, it sounds like you guys are working 24-7, how much longer is this part of the process going to take in the United Kingdom? Um, uh, four more months now, and we got 18 feet to go, 18. So subtract uh, 58 and a half, that's total length minus 18. And you get uh, 50. Right? That's right. No. So you have eight, 18 feet to go. You know, that means you have done 40. Yeah. Just Sorry. I'm not so my math is correct. You, <laughs> you're, you're done. So you're about, two, you're about two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I'm very proud of it. But, you know, I, I, I want to say something here. Um, I was not who I am today. I, I came to this project with a great amount of um, aesthetics that was esoteric, and I jumped into this project, and I learned something. The biggest thing I learned was to be in service of something larger than yourself, because that gives you a real power. It gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of connection to something way bigger than yourself. And, and that's the biggest lesson I got from this. I think that's something that happens in the military. It's a sacredness that you belong to something bigger than yourself. And I'm, I'm, 
I'm honored. I'm really honored. And I'm also humbled by, by what I've done. Sabin, how much longer are you going to remain there until it's actually all done and, 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 uh, and, uh, and ready to come back to the United States? Uh, I am, I'm not here that much because these guys are really super competent. Uh, I came over. I was here for two days now. We checked a bunch of things. Uh, I'm going to go to Italy for the weekend because I need to be inspired and continue to get educated on what we need to play forward in this world. I'm going to return Monday. I'll stay till Wednesday. And then I will probably come back in about two, three weeks. And I'll do another um, repeat. And whenever I'm needed, I come in. But th this foundry is incredibly competent. It's, it's amazing because you have people that founded it. How many years ago, Tom, was this foundry found? 40 years ago. And now you actually have children of the, of the founders working here. So it's a craft that's wow. being passed along. And that's what I'm talking about. That, that's what needs to return to our country. Incredible. Uh, Sabin, how do people follow this? How do they go to your site, your social media, all of it? We'll get back with you next week before you come back after, you're, after you rejuvenate in, the, in uh, Renaissance Italy. That's uh, right. We'll have, you, uh, we'll have you come back on. Where, where do people get you in the interim? Just go look at SabinHoward.com or go to Sabin Howard Sculpture on Instagram. Sabin, fantastic. Give our, send our regards to the workers in the foundry. Just absolutely amazing and uh, very gratifying to see this. Humbling. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. Okay, we cover this project from beginning to end because it's so, so monumental and so... Uh, Incredible. It would be September 13th of this year in Washington, D.C. Of course, we're going to cover it nonstop. Uh, from something so powerful and reinforcing to something so uh, deadly and concerning, Bill Gertz. Bill, you got to walk our audience through it. You're, you're the most informed uh, individual, and you have been for many decades, about uh, what's really going on in the imperial capital, about the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese Communist Party's rise as a military power. This article you put out, I want you to go through it. If I, re, if I t read this, in, if I interpret this correctly, this uh, issue they had with Russia a couple of weeks ago is nothing compared to this. Once again, the CCP is, is so far ahead of the KGB and a really a clear and present danger to the United States of America and our citizens. Can you walk us through your reporting over at the uh, Washington Times? Yeah, sure. Hey, thanks for having me on, Steve. Always good to be on the program. Uh, this is a really significant uh, development in Chinese military strategy, um, and it's based on an Air Force think tank report. There's a really amazing group down in uh, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, called the China Aerospace Studies Institute, and they produced a report just about a week ago. Nobody's reported on it until now, and it, it highlights how the Chinese uh, People's Liberation Army, the PLA, is augmenting its nuclear strategy with a new strategy which they call uh, space coercion. And that means that they, it's easier to use space weapons, they don't cause as much damage, uh, collateral damage, uh, and they are perfecting all several types of anti-satellite weapons. They have missiles that can shoot down all of our satellites in all orbits, all the way up to uh, geosynchronous orbit, 
they have cyber attack capabilities, they have electronic jammers, and they have robotic satellites with uh, arms that can reach out and grab satellites and crush them. And this is a strategic vulnerability for the U.S. I spoke with a retired uh, senior military uh, deterrence specialist who told me that this is a significant threat that needs to be addressed right away. How do how did this catch us by surprise? I mean, you're talking about the ability to knock out all communications in the United. I mean, this is like EMP. This is EMP on steroids, correct? How, how did we miss this until now? Well, uh, under the Biden administration, they've adopted a basically a non-kinetic approach to space defense. Uh, here, we've we've created the uh, space force uh, under Trump. And they have one single weapon. They have a, a, an electronic jammer. And here we're facing uh, China. And the other aspect of this report, that it talked about China's uh, fractional orbital bombardment system. This is an orbiting nuclear strike capability. It, it, it's extremely dangerous and also extremely uh, unsettling in terms of deterrence. Uh, in the theology of deterrence, you have to match your opponent's uh, weapon system. Uh, we have nothing like it. Uh, uh, Congress was notified uh, a couple weeks ago that the Russians are going to put a nuke in space. The Chinese have already tested theirs back in July of 2021. And this is really a, a capability that because this orbiting bomb uh, orbits uh, around, not around the equator, but north and south, it's not it can't we can't track it. Our traditional ballistic missile tracking systems won't be able to get it. So they can they can basically penetrate our defenses and conduct strikes. And this gives them that coercive capability. So as they're getting ready to go and take Taiwan, we know this is going to happen in the next several years unless they're deterred. Now they're setting up a deterrence calculus to prevent the U.S. from intervening in a Taiwan scenario. Walk our audience through. What do you, what do you mean th that it goes in a different direction? It goes over the two poles instead of going around yes. the equator or going yeah, it went, that way. So walk like us through why 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 is that so difficult? Well, why is it so difficult for our, us to uh, track? All of our sensors for missile attack are based on a, a missile coming uh, basically east to west rather than north to south, and uh, also the ability to put a nuclear weapon in space gives you a precision strike capability. And this report, this Air Force think tank report, talks about the targets that they're going to use with this uh, orbital uh, nuclear attack. All of our command and control systems, our logistics systems, and our economic targets. So this is, a, in the, as I said, in the theology of deterrence, this is a, a really significant development that's urgently needs uh, some type of response from the U.S. And so far, I don't see the Biden administration doing that. They're, they're trying to make a, a new detente with the Chinese Communist Party, and uh, uh, China's just going to use that to continue building up their forces. They're going to take over the world unless the United States stops them. We're, we're it. We're the, we're the last line of defense for freedom and democracy. Let's go, let's go back to this. Um, did they actually have a nuclear weapon up there, or is this a theoretical they could put a nuclear weapon up there, and if they did, they could target it this way? Or do, are you saying, is the, is the think tank in your reporting saying they've actually got a nuclear weapon orbiting over the United States? 
No, no. This is based on the uh, July 2021 test of the FOB system. It's called fractional orbital bombardment. And, but this report says this is not going to be equipped with a conventional warhead. This is going to be equipped with a nuclear weapon. So basically, they have violated the Outer Space Treaty by preparing to use a nuclear weapon in space. Uh, you have to test these things first. And they were able to test it. This, this uh, warhead, the simulated warhead, they circled the Earth 40,000 kilometers, and then it struck a target on Earth with precision guidance. So that's what makes it a super threat is that it's not just uh, something that's going to come near to a target. It's the ability to maneuver and precisely go after specific targets. And the Air Force report talks so they, about these targets as command and control systems, radars, sensors, uh, things like that. They actually did. They actually test. It didn't have a warhead on it, obviously. No, but they actually it was tested simulated. the yeah. delivery system itself. It was simulated. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, it was so simulated. simulation. <laughs> Bill, where did they go to get your piece? And I take it you've got a link to when I read a link to the to the um, the China Aerospace Study Group's report. Where do people go? Yeah, it's uh, WashingtonTimes.com or at my website, thegertzfile.com. Um, it's uh, you know, like I say, this is something that we need to counter right away. And uh, in, in the strategic calculus. Uh, we have got to step up our game, or as I said, the Chinese are on the march ideologically. They're, they're out to replace the United States, and uh, they want to be the world hegemon, and we've got to stop them. No, the uh, CCP is the real deal, the existential threat to our country. Bill Gertz, once again, amazing reporting, huge scoop. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Steve. Think about what they targeted. They targeted economic centers. They targeted uh, command and control, a power generation, uh, the EMP threat, all of it. The CCP is always appears to be one step ahead of us when it comes to all this. Uh, that means additional turbulence, even greater than or as great as the invasion of our southern border, which we've been covering all day today. How do you uh, make sure you have financial stability in times of turbulence? Where precious metals have been there for 5,000 years of man's history, there's a certain reason for that. The people that tell you about it are Birch Gold, Philip Patrick, and his team. They're the best. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. You get all the free information at the end of the dollar empire. But more importantly, you get, a you get access to Philip Patrick and his great team. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. 
with an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Who can you trust? Government leaders repeatedly fail us. Self-appointed experts have led us astray. Distrust in so-called authorities is spreading like a bad cold. We can't quite shake it, but you are not as powerless as they'd like you to believe. When there's no one to depend on, it's time to rely and depend on yourself. Not sure where to start? Well, try this. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply for just 60 bucks off. Think about that. $60 off right now. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families reach self-reliance. I want you to think about that. Reach self-reliance. These food kits offer meals, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories every single day. Sealed inside heavy-duty packaging that lasts up to 25 years in storage. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and protect your future with as many kits as you need. These kits ship fast, free, and arrive in unmarked boxes. With My Patriot Supply, when you order by 3 p.m., your food kits will ship the same day. Save $60 per kit. That is $60 per kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, trying to get you healthy here and trying to make sure you have plenty of energy. We're getting rave reviews on uh, our grass-fed beef liver, which, as you know, is the greatest uh, concentration of nutrients known to man, all the vitamins, right, the ones you need for energy. SacredHumanHealth.com. SacredHumanHealth.com is where you go. You get all the information. Look at the rave reviews. Immerse yourself in the information. When you go there, we're looking for you to be high energy like you need to be today, given everything that went on. Warpath.coffee, maybe a little late in the in the day for certain of our audience. I know I don't drink a lot of coffee after uh, 
after, um, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, kind of tone it down. But get rolling early the next morning at like 5 a.m. Warpath Coffee, warpath.coffee. Try the dark roast, Mariner's Blend. I, I, if you try the dark roast, you'll never go back to the mild blends. Although we have all the mild breakfast blends, if, you, if that's your deal, do it. Warpath.coffee slash room. Get your discount. The Navy Seals, of course, very subtle packaging. Got the skull and crossbones for Mariner's Blend. That's Old Navy, Old Navy Grog right there. Check it out. Um, Ben Harnwell. It's a complete total meltdown over in Europe right now about uh, the situation, and it's going to come back to haunt us here on Capitol Hill. It's going to be one of the big fights we're going to have. We drew a line in the sand today. There can be no funding for Ukraine. The southern border has been completely blown off. Only President Trump. I mean, the poll of the American people are outraged. I, I went through the the polling, you know, many times a day to show President Trump now has four, five, six point lead outside the margin of error from respectable center left polling organizations. Uh, they're trying to blame the MAGA Republican Party, the MAGA the Republicans in the House for this. But it's much deeper than this. This is Europe's issue. They know it's been Europe's issue. They got more money in Europe than they have here in the United States. It's simply a a the um, the leaders over there, the elites over there, don't want to ever have to end up paying for themselves. And you summed it up best yesterday: is that you think the trauma here is coming because of uh, because for the first time they deemed it like uh, Mitch McConnell. It shouldn't be lost on people. Mitch McConnell, one of the reasons he resigned and retired or is retiring, is the fact that we he broke his pick on trying to get this thing jammed through uh, the House and the Senate. He committed to get it done. He couldn't get it done. It's not done yet. And uh, he realizes that although he deemed it and the elites deemed it, it didn't happen. Ben Harnwell. Steve, good afternoon to you. Well, it's a strange thing, isn't it? I don't know if I'm the only person who's laughing at this, but um, U.S. Congress... It, House of Representatives and Senators often referred to colloquially um, as just basically a bunch of high-class prostitutes. So it is amusing. It is amusing when you can when you consider the fact that the three leading contenders to replace Mitch McConnell are referred to in the press as the three Johns, and that's perfectly appropriate. I wouldn't necessarily stop and limit myself at the three. I'd go for the whole uh, Republican conference. Um, well, look, you mentioned in your introduction that, uh, that MAGA is getting blamed for this. Um, blamed is, is obviously a loaded word. I think really what's happened here is that this, the, the section, basically, the taxpaying base of the Republican Party has stepped up to this, like it's never stepped up to anything before. Um, and its influence is being felt on the Republican Party to a colossal degree now, um, and that's what's what's really happening. This is this is the, finally in a democracy, in a representative democracy. Finally, we are seeing the downtrodden, taxpaying, ordinary working guy having not only a voice, but they're actually dictating the agenda. We had a whole five-minute segment on the show yesterday where we just we didn't even edit it. We, we just had the House of Commons. Um, the, the, the weekly uh, questioning of the prime minister. And it was basically the war room's agenda. It's all of the things that we're pushing now for the centre in the United Kingdom. This is how what's happening in the United States positively is, uh, is, is affecting the debate uh, here on this side of the Atlantic. So you, know, you mentioned the situation that uh, 
Europe needs to step up, and indeed, 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 it does. There's this absurd situation yesterday where uh, um, Georgia Maloney, who's now uh, for six months presiding over the, the G7 nations, where she goes a couple of days ago along with uh, Justin Castro and a couple of others to, um, to to Ukraine to mark the war. She says, you know, courageously, you know, we're not going to let Ukraine, uh, we're not going to abandon Ukraine and stand alone. We're going to give it all the support it needs. And then yesterday, uh, uh, Crosetti, Guido Crosetti, the, the defence minister here in Italy, admits that not only is Italy not going to make its 2% NATO contributions, its contributions are actually going to fall. Its defence spending is actually going to fall, fall this year. So you've got this situation where you have these global leaders saying, yeah, you know, it's absolutely vitally important okay. that, that, that we give Ukraine the, the, the support it needs. It's just purely performative, Steve. Okay, this is this is the key point. This is why you're on here today. I want to go back over this. What President Trump has said, and even the Europeans uh, committed to, and they did this back in 14 when they knew what they did in Ukraine was going to cause uh, a big problem with Russia. They're the ones that came up with this to get to the 2% of GDP. With all the happy talk and, you know, Macron's going to send troops and, you know, Germany and Sweden, are, we're already out. We're not going to send troops. This whole fiasco and put guilt tripping us every second of every day, every second of every day. You've heard Maloney and these others, particularly as you get close to the G20, over and over again, we're here for the Ukraine. We're going to do whatever for the Ukraine. We know of the million shells that they committed to, they've delivered under 300,000. Let me repeat that. Of the one million shells the Europeans committed to, they're under 300,000. So when they talk about there's not enough shells, there's not enough ammunition, this is why they're losing all these positions, and this is terrible. This is, the, this is Trump's MAGA base. This is this audience, the war room posse. This is war room. Uh, they're heartless. Uh, they don't believe in democracy. They're, they're the Neville Chamberlains. They are short and not even going to get close, and they're not even, not even going to even try to make it up of the million shells that they committed to. Then you've got... Maloney and the rest of this crowd, all the hitting the hitting the microphones every time. We're there. We're going to be there. We got it, you know. And then when you see when the really the money comes, they're not going to cut the pensions in Italy. They're not going to cut the free health care. They're not going to cut uh, the six weeks, seven weeks vacation. They're not going to cut any of that. When it comes to it, they're not knowing not going to make the two percent. They're going in reverse. So just give me the hypocrisy over in Europe. There's plenty of money. This whole, this burning thing, you got to get the 60 billion. You got to get the 60 billion. You gotta, there's more than enough money in Europe right now, more than enough. They could take care of it 100% themselves. What they want is the, is the sucker Americans on the hook again, Ben Harnwell. That's true. Um, and really, you know, we said this on the on the war quite a number of times. The reason why continental Europe is like this is because it's been trained to be like this by decades from the United States military industrial complex because it's convenient to the MIC and it's convenient to the Europeans because it means they don't have to spend anything on defense. They can push it all into their sort of luxurious, generous social welfare contributions, which are de facto paid for by the American taxpayer. So that's the situation. If you want me to break down the numbers, then um, this is Italy's spending numbers. Then uh, the proportion of GDP in 2020 was 1.59%. That you see 1.59, nowhere near 2%. Um, and that's actually going to fall um, uh, in, in 2023. The figures are just coming out now um, to 1.46. So it's actually on a downward slope. 
whilst the rhetoric, the soaring rhetoric, the heroic soaring rhetoric is going upwards, the actual reality on the ground is coming down. Um, so, you know, this has consequences, Steve, and we'll see these con con consequences in, in Ukraine. Um, I've got a couple of articles here that will illustrate the point I, I want to make. If Denver, Denver would be so kind, just to pull up the first one here, Ukraine's front line is collapsing. This is from Newsweek. And this is just, uh, there's a lot to go in here. I, I won't pick it all up. I've just got one poll here, which just indicates what I call the slow war rumization of the mainstream media. Here is just one takeaway that, that Newsweek quotes in, in this article. Zelensky hasn't amended his stated political goals of total territorial liberation. It's hard to sell now young folks that they need to go and make sacrifices in meat grinders like Bakhmut and Adviedka to preserve the status quo as opposed to making sacrifices for a tangible total victory. Steve, I've not seen anywhere in the mainstream media the reference to these uh, battle line fronts as meat grinders, but they're still, you know, obviously it, it's, it's daily vocabulary here on the wall, but it's starting to penetrate through sort of the mainstream media like Newsweek. And that's just illustrating the reality on the ground as whilst our sociopathic overlords in Congress are still doing the, the heroic, you know, we've got to stand by Ukraine. The reality on the ground is that this war is not winning. It's never going to be won. And all they're going to do is continue to push these young kids not so young, uh, between 14 and 45, into okay, the hold it, in but Ukraine. Okay, hold it. But this, okay, now, now, now and since they use the term the meat grinder, this is the heart of it. Right now, it's not simply an ammunition problem. It's an ammunition problem because they haven't gotten the, their 700,000 shells short from the Europeans. It certainly is that we're not supplying them like we were. There's no doubt about that. But the central biggest problem they have is manpower and personnel. The generals made this a big deal. They said, look, you first off, you have a, a super corrupt recruiting system in which people are being paid by these parents not to have their kids there. The average age of our military is 42 years old. Folks, you got to look at the pictures on the front there. This is World War I-type trench warfare. It's not the best environment for a 42-year-old man or woman. This is for young people. And quite frankly, I'm a little shocked that the age of recruitment in Ukraine is, I think, 27. They're going to lower it to 25. It's met with huge resistance. In the United States, it's 18. In fact, you could argue by the time a soldier hits 25 or 27, he's kind of a little bit on the downside. It's that 18 to 25-year-old that's full of piss and vinegar that you want. Now, the parents there are the ones that have stopped it. That's why we've had the scandals in recruiting. The parents have gotten them out of the country or bought them off because they don't want their kids killed in what they think is meaningless. The central problem, you had this generals fired and then this quasi-coup that didn't work out, is the general stood up to Zelensky and said, you keep asking for arms, and yes, we need arms. But the crisis we have, we're 500,000 troops short. And the reason we're 500,000 troops short, so many of the troops have either been killed or maimed such that they can't come back in, in combat. Is that getting the – because until that's solved – in fact, if you made this money, and not that we'll ever back off no money, but even if you made the money contingent upon the 500000 which a couple of people in Congress have mentioned, they never get the money because they're not going to get the 500000 It's quite obvious they can't press gang it strongly enough. Uh, ben, ben Harnwell. Steve, well, you know, 
You know, it is a, an artillery issue. It is a manpower issue. But the point is that Ukraine was never going to be able to win this war. That's the point. It was never going to win this war, ever going to be win this war. If NATO had come in, well, you know, that might have been uh, different. But then, of course, if NATO had come in, that we, we're, we're talking basically uh, a, a nuclear-level uh, confrontation between NATO and Russia. So simply just, no matter how much uh, Ukraine was, was armed and equipped, no matter even if they had all of their Santa Claus wish lists fulfilled within 24 hours, it was never going to be able to win. What we are seeing here is exactly what Professor Mir Sharma said back at the beginning. I think he might have even came out with it, yeah, right back in the first week of, uh, of this war, the first days. America is going to fight Russia down to the last Ukrainian. And that's what's happening. Now, if you look at it from the Ukrainian perspective, the dem domestic political uh, Ukrainian perspective, there's a huge number of people there that really want the government, they want Zelensky to sit down and talk with Putin and come to terms. Very difficult for them to manifest that desire publicly, though, given the realities of a, of a situation at war, because it looks and appears to be unpatriotic. But these people are desperate for, for a conclusion to this war. The reason that's not happening is because the United States, Joe Biden, Ursula von uh, von der Leyen, another another sociopath. These people are keeping this war going. Now that's that, that's the thing. So it's not just an artillery thing. It's not just a manpower thing. It's not just a money thing. Ukraine was never going to be able to win this war. Why? Because Russia was not only was superiorly prepared for this uh, in terms of artillery and manpower, it has X factor more people it can throw down onto the front line. But for for Russia, this war is existential. And it's not for the United States, and it's not for NATO. So Russia was always going to put in everything it needed to put in. Um, now, if I can just quickly finish with this point, just to illustrate, this isn't something that the war room is pushing out here because we're spin meisters of, of misinformation, as the mainstream media would like to say. This is now the, the analysis that we've been presenting for 18 months, two years, is now being picked up in the mainstream media. Here's just one final example. This is from Bloomberg. Okay, Ukraine sees risk of Ukraine sees risk of Russia breaking through defences by summer. So this is now clearly, you know, just couple that with the Newsweek article. Things are now really in, in the last stages. The question is, how many more people are Joe Biden and Ursula von der Leyen willing to feed into this meat grinder before the inevitable sit down and 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 negotiate comes to pass? That's the question. How many more people are they going to allow to die? Well, tell me what it, it seems like right now they're going to continue to push this. I mean, I don't see any of the G20. You see this. They're not. My perception is they're not backing off an inch, but they need and they they can't go back to their own people. And say we're going to cut social services. We're going to cut the social safety net of Europe. They need the United States to come in. It's not just 60 billion. Now they're going to need another 60 next year and the year after that. This is continual. They're going to they're going to fight till the last Ukrainian dies or the United States goes bankrupt. Whatever comes first. Ben Harnwell. Well, it's an illustration, Steve, of just the absolute chaos and disaster Mitch McConnell is leaving the GOP in. Uh, you know, that, that 60 billion. I mean, he must have been preparing his, uh, his, his announcing uh, of his resignation even a, a couple of weeks ago um, when he was pushing this on, on the Senate side. It's basically what he's leaving for, for the GOP. And I suppose he's trying to, to sabotage Trump's chances in November the best he can. It's basically the legislative equivalent of a giant middle finger to 
MAGA to the American people and, and to the Trump movement. That's what he's doing. He's left absolute chaos because he's put Congress, the, the Republicans in Congress, in an, an incredibly difficult position. How difficult? Well, Hakeem Jeffries said today, I think you intimated this earlier, he came out and said in, in an interview in, in, in the New York Times this morning that they will supply the numbers for the votes, um, which puts, of course, Mike Johnson under, under tremendous uh, difficulty. Because if, if, if they pass this, Steve, yeah, you, you're the expert on all this, but if they pass this it, with, with Democrat votes, Johnson's absolutely finished, absolutely finished. I mean, he, he's, his career is over. So he now needs to decide, is he going, is he going to do what the, the vast majority of the public want him to do and say no to this spending, the 60 billion? Or is he just going to sort of roll over, say yes to the spending, yes to another continuing resolution? Um, and then, of course, the only thing that will happen is that it drags on the inevitable. So if they say no, it, first of all, MAGA needs to hold the line here. It needs to continue to yeah. put pressure on, on all congressmen. That's absolutely essential. Hold the line. No, not one red cent further. And that will give the, the, the impetus to Zelensky and the people in Ukraine that want to see this war negotiated into a conclusion. Of course, we'll get to you tomorrow. Uh, 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 Putin, I don't know if he raised the stakes or gave reality to Macron running around saying, hey, we're going to put combat troops in. I think he said today or was releasing a report they had that uh, if you send NATO combat troops, I may answer with tactical nuclear weapons. So this is a very dangerous situation, and we're playing with fire over there. Ben, how do people get to you on social media? I know you've got a tremendous engagement. You put up amazing stuff. We'll have you back on tomorrow. It's a lot going on in Europe, a lot going on in Parliament. Uh, they're, they're, they're on fire leading up to this European parliamentary election in June. I think they're 100 days away from that, or 120 days, just like we're all over the fall election of President Trump. Where do people go to get you? Thank you so much, Steve. Simply get to my social media platform of choice, tap in my surname, Harnwell, for my profile, at Harnwell. Thanks, Steve. God bless. Thanks. Um, boy, was that a great... Uh, Breath of fresh air, having Sabin Howard. What is so special? What a special guy! That project we absolutely love. Renaissance, Italian Renaissance art, and I mean, really, just in, in, in incredible. The the uh, this this monument is just so amazing. We'll be covering it very closely. For those of you that like the geopolitics, that like the discussions we have, you know, Jim Rickards is now part of the show. He's got the strategic intelligence newsletter. He puts out once once a month. If you like it in more in depth. Over at Paradigm Press, go to RickardsWarRoom.com, RickardsWarRoom.com uh, to get Jim Rickards uh, his uh, monthly uh, newsletter. That's RickardsWarRoom.com. You Google that or go there, you'll be able to get all the information about his uh, newsletter and all the other information. He's got a bunch of other newsletters, too, depending on the level of serious investor you are. Uh, but he's one of the guys at the world's hedge funds and uh, heads of government Listen to that strategic intelligence at Rickards War Room. That's all one word, RickardsWarRoom.com. Also, we understand the credit cards are a problem for certain people and taxes. Make sure if you get a letter from the IRS, do not panic. It's all part of a process. That's why Tax Network USA is one of our sponsors now. We love what those guys do. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TaxNetworkUSA.com. Don't panic when you get the letter. Don't call the IRS right off the bat. You may give up your rights. Check with these folks first. They will walk you through everything. Tax Network 
USA, we understand people got some issues with taxes, and now the IRS got new agents. You're going to have more issues with taxes. Lou Dobbs follows us, so stick around right here on Lindell TV. We are back on Real America's Voice at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Today, we were a house of fire. I think tomorrow's going to be the absolute same, so check us out. We'll be back in the war room 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Stick around for Lou Dobbs. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67% and do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.